Hey, this is Ollie. Welcome to The Meta Project. This podcast is being built to intelligently upgrade how you look and feel so your body never holds you back. I want to help uncover some of the core concepts, beliefs, and frameworks that we've used with hundreds of clients to become industry leaders in mind and body. If you want to transform your body, upgrade your energy, and dive deeper into understanding long-term health and performance, then this podcast is for you. I hope you get a ton of value out of these and subscribe. Hey guys, today we're going into more than calories. We want to make sure that when you're looking at making some tweaks with your diet to drop the extra weight or whatever you're trying to do with improving body composition, we want to make sure you're taking into account more than just the calorie aspect, right? Thermodynamics has certainly got its place, but what I want to go through today is three core elements that make this process so much more enjoyable, so much more sustainable, and really being able to dive into the weeds and understand what uh, is happening with your body, how to really make those changes. So if you want to have more control over all these things going on and really feeling like you're still enjoying food, you're still able to navigate how that body's really feeling, then this one's for you. I hope you enjoy and watch right to the end because I think there's quite a bit in here. It was sweet. I actually get to eat all this food and I enjoy it every single day. Then like having that diet then doesn't become a hindrance. It becomes a stepping stone to get you to the, the next step of where you, where you ideally looking to achieve in regards to your health goals, so to speak. So, Yeah, man, absolutely. Just, I think uh, coming back to where our clients are at or where some of the people kind of wanting to make the changes, like I have to make the changes, like, well, have to doesn't get much yeah. done, right? Want to actually make those changes. And I think when we get on those calls and we create some clarity, that's a big part of it is like, what's the reason we're doing this? Because 10 kilos is cool, but the reason we want to drop 10 kilos or we want to improve our energy, we want to improve our gut health is because we want to show up for uh, for our kids, for work, for whatever those things Definitely. are, right? So it's diving deeper and having that sort of, I want to rather than get to mindset or I want to when I get to. <laughs> yeah, and it does just, it just changes the perspective on it a little bit. When, you, when you're doing something because you want to do it, you're more likely to, you know, you're not battling willpower then because it's like, sweet, I actually get to go and do that. Or like, whether it's working out, whether it's eating a certain way, whether it's doing things a certain way. If you're always putting it in that mindset of, oh, I've got to do that then you're waiting for that point when you're going to say no, because it's almost like a problem for you instead of actually something you want to do. Yeah, 100%. Awesome, Ross. Well, um, good to, to have you on, dude. Um, I'll uh, yeah. dive into the more than calorie stuff. And like I said, if, if anyone wants to reach out to Ross or if um, you've got any questions, he'll be he'll be uh, hanging around in the group as well to help you out. Yeah, man. Cool. Awesome, awesome guys. Uh, we'll go dive in. shoot some questions. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So today I want to go and dive into uh, more than calories, right? We want to really get an idea of uh, when we're diving into this whole nutrition aspect, what is going to be our point of focus uh, so that we're, we're focusing on the bigger picture, right? Calories, thermodynamics, the idea of calories in, calories out, there's always going to be a role there, right? I'm not going to dispute the fact that if we eat too much food, <laughs> there's going to be a threshold that we can overdo, right? But getting an awareness of the bigger picture and making sure we take into consideration uh, how that body really works, right? Is going to be really the point of today's call. So uh, diving into... Uh, screen share is paused. Why is that paused? bring that back up okay so uh the problem with this whole uh calories focus guys is that we tend to treat our bodies like machines right it's the idea of uh looking at energy expenditure looking at doing more training doing more stuff and then eating less right there's two equations there seems pretty simple seems pretty straightforward the problem is when we start treating our body like machines uh, we tend to get the same breakdown okay we want to get an idea of what's really going on to build that body back up. And the trouble with a lot of diets or pretty much every diet's focus, right, is trying to, whether it's restricting an eating window, whether it's cutting out a food group, whether it's whatever, at the end of the day, it's suppressing foods down, right? We're removing those food groups. And that's why 
uh, keto or fasting and all these really simple versions of a diet have have really latched on to masses is because it doesn't require a lot of thought process, right? So we just want to get an awareness of, okay, there's, there's simplicity in that, which is great. But the problem is we're suppressing how our body naturally burns fuel, okay? So we just want to make a couple shifts on that. And especially as we get older, this is something we want to really take into consideration, right? When we're 20 years old and we're just following through, uh, you know, we want to drop a couple kilos and hormones are in our side, then fine. But the goal here is trying to make sure that, again, like we said before, it's that long-term uh, focus, right? We want to make sure we show up better. We want to make sure our energy is still good. We want to make sure we're supporting that natural energy, those natural hormones to actually burn that fat off or keep it a, a, a nice level. So looking at how we can make those small shift nutrition goes a really, really long way. Okay. If we suppress our energy, immune system, our recovery, it's, it's not pretty good news, right? So we want to really look at the idea of uh, how we can really elevate that body as a whole. And obviously the last one here is if we're following a set of rules, right? We're completely disregarding what our body's naturally telling us, right? These natural signs, this awareness that comes through is going to be your biggest skill set, which we're really big on in trying to make sure that long-term we have that blueprint rebuilt out for you is knowing that we actually understand what these natural signs and signals are, right? It's much more of an art than a spreadsheet being able to make these changes moving forward. So if we fix this, if we actually dive in and get an awareness of going through these skill sets today, I'm going to go through three with you, is going to be, we need to know when to push. And we need to know when to step back. We want to know what our body is actually telling you. When those signals come through, we can actually start to work with it rather than a self-sabotaging process without feeling guilty about not going or whatever, trying to really build that base. Okay. When we know what those signals are, like I said, you know what to listen to. And we start making those small shifts. And rather than looking at counting every food and, and feeling whether it's a point system or a calorie or whatever, we're really starting to get away from a very, very arbitrary number of calories, right? Which is being put into literally how much it takes for uh, a certain nutrient to be burnt or a certain um, molecule of carbohydrate or protein to be burned in a furnace, right? That's how calories are, are counted or um, uh, the metric is made. We want to get an idea of how that actually works in my body, right? Because if I eat uh, a burger, that's going to be metabolized very different to Ross or it's going to be uh, metabolize very different to Jess or whatever that might be. So looking at this health and that base of getting the body elevated to that fun high functioning human again, again, will make a huge difference to actually how that body's used, right? And that might be a difference of that four to 500 calories, just because we're looking at one, the quality of the food, and also the quality of our gut, the quality of our ability to break that stuff down. Okay. So like I said, the three areas I want to dive in to start today's conversation or get an awareness of some of these missing links uh, that are commonly overlooked when we start to look at this calorie counting game is one is going to be the autonomic nervous system, right? Really, really important topic. We dove really, really deep with our private clients yesterday on this, had a really, really good call. Uh, second one is going to be the awareness of sleep, right? And everyone's looking at this you know, nutrition and training percentage, right? Is it 60% training? Is it 40% nutrition? Is it whatever? The, re the realization of this is if we don't have an awareness of where sleep is, no, none of that really matters anyway, right? Because if our sleep is effective, if that's not at a level that's supporting a basic level of function, you're not going to be able to absorb those foods as well. You're not going to be able to train and recover as well as you should, right? So we really want to put a bit more emphasis on that sleep portion, okay? And then the last one we're going to dive into why the gut, you know, a big focus of ours, as you know, is diving into gut health, making sure that base is there. So we must want to, we must have that gut as a first focus point. I want to take you through a couple of points in today's call to, to really uh, simplify this for you and help you move forward. Okay. So we'll go through all three of these steps. That gut one to, is going to be one to stick around for. So we can really dive into some action steps for you there. Cool. So first one I want to 
get an awareness of, as I said, uh, going through the autonomic nervous system. Now, these are literally the two states you can be in. It's not, you know, somewhere in between. It's a switch. You're either going to be in a sympathetic state, or you're going to be in a parasympathetic state. So being able to bring this awareness back to what state am I in, in right, for the majority of the day. And that might sound like a, a really simple question, but we're looking at this idea and awareness of how how is my body functioning right now, right? And if I'm in a sympathetic response, which is our stress, our fight or flight response, right? Then what's going to come through is we're going to be in a, we're going to shoot our blood sugar up. We're going to have a lot more of that blood pulled towards the muscles. Okay. And we're going to be in that, that stress, that fight and flight response, right? So back in the day or a long time ago, if we were trying to run away from a tiger or in, we're in the wild of some sort, then that was quite a helpful response, right? Whether we had to fight, we had to run. It was our, we're setting our body in a position so that we could actually survive in that moment, right? The problem is, we're now sitting in a car, pissed off in traffic, having that same response, right? While eating a cheeseburger, whatever it might be. So we're looking at that base of realizing we have to really focus our attention on what is really that stress response about? Because it's no longer, most of the time, it's no longer about survival, right? It's this awareness of a simple response to whatever is happening in our day. And if we can have an awareness of what that is, it goes a really long way, Okay. We want, we want to get you back to being like the gazelle in this sort of situation, right? The gazelle sees danger, gets out of there, but then you'll see a minute later it's back to just grazing like nothing happened, right? If that was a human, we get out of there and then we're freaking out about it for 48 hours, right? That's what's really damaging the system, breaking down the body, okay? So if we get an awareness of this high-level stress state or low-level, right, all day, that's the stuff that's really breaking down our body. And this is one of the things that I lived for years. I was nailing the training. I was nailing the nutrition. And I didn't have that stress base taken into consideration, right? And I wasn't progressing. I was breaking down. I was uh, sleeping really poorly. I was getting those gut and digestive issues coming through, even though I was eating all the right foods, right? If you don't take into consideration that stress portion, everything else is going to fall apart. Okay, so being mindful of that state, right? And this is something we went through really, really deeply with our private clients last night is this awareness of your breathing, okay? And we'll go through this really, really quickly now with you is that ability to shift ourselves back into a, a parasympathetic state, our calm, rest and digest state. The easiest, most simple uh, way that has been proven to actually get you back into that rest and digest is simply taking six deep breaths, right? At least five seconds in, five seconds out. If you want to get technical, you might actually extend the exhale a little bit more, right? And the big thing there is trying to make sure that's happening through the diaphragm, not the chest, right? Everyone's breathing really shallow through the chest, right? And it's a... <laughs> right, really, really short, and they're just doing that all day, right? Most people are breathing 18 to 20 plus um, breaths per minute, whereas we really want to get ourselves down back under 14, okay? So getting an idea of those shifts is getting that expansion and uh, contraction of the diaphragm and simply being mindful. If you can take that time to check in, right? And the big awareness is most people in today's society are eating on the run. They're getting something quickly. They're doing it while they're driving, right? There's all of these things that are coming through that are inhibiting our ability to actually break down, actually utilize food properly, okay? So take that time to really be aware of that state before we before we dive into food, right? Again, we haven't talked about how much calories or what even meal we've got in front of us, right? We completely ru ru ruin the ability to absorb those foods if we're in the wrong state to actually digest that food, okay? That's, that same thing applies if we're a shift worker, we're trying to eat in the middle of the night, getting an awareness of changing that focus around our ability to absorb food, not just eat it, goes a really, really long way. Okay. 
So like I said, stress will stop a lot of things. First one, it's not about what you eat. It's what we absorb. You've probably heard me say that a fair amount of times now, right? Really looking at this ability to look at stress and how it has an ability to really shift our, our uh, use of certain foods, right? If we are stressed all day, our ability to actually recover from simply the day or exercise, whatever it might be, will be massively lower. So if you feel like it's affecting, you know, you're, you're not bouncing back from training like you used to. One, it's probably something to do with hormone hormones being suppressed. And again, that comes back to a lot of, you know, if your uh, cortisol's up, then your testosterone and all these other functions will likely be lower anyway. But simply the increase in cortisol in the body will break down more muscle, store more body fat by itself, right? So you really notice uh, uh, that, that really inhibit recovery. The next part is obviously going to uh, directly inhibit sleep quality, right? So this awareness of if our cortisol is high, especially later in the day, it's going to really inhibit our ability to secrete melatonin uh, naturally, okay? And there's, there's been a real big trend in the last sort of 10 years or so, probably longer, that uh, melatonin starts to be prescribed or recommended across the counter. At the end of the day, guys, you got to realize that's still a hormone, right? So if we start um, adding that in, supplementing that, we're, we're uh, suppressing or lowering our natural ability to actually use that, that hormone better, okay? All it comes back to, again, is bringing a better awareness to our stress response through the day, and it'll make our, our ability to actually fall asleep at the end of the day much, much better, okay? The way you know this is affecting you is if there's that tired but wide feeling coming through for you, right? You're like, I need to sleep, but I still feel like my my brain and my brain's uh, running 100 miles an hour, right? Getting that, that awareness of what's happening, all right? The next one here, I don't know why spaghetti bolognese is a photo, but you get the idea. Um, store more fat, store more fat. I didn't get the words right. Is going to come back to that cortisol response as well, right? So realizing that if we have a high level of stress in the body, then our ability to store more body fat gets worse and worse, right? We're going to store more body fat much, much easier. That whole uh, feeling of you even just looked at the cookie and you put weight on, that's going to really come through because your insulin sensitivity is inhibited. And because of that high cortisol, it's going to really uh, affect a lot of stuff there, okay? And then the last one is going to be you're simply more inflamed, right? Through all these uh, extra stress and uh, uh, poor digestion through the, the foods, you're going to notice that that inflammation response coming through on the body is going to affect everything, right? So that's going to be your joints, that's going to be your brain fog, that's going to be your digestive ability, all of that comes through. And, and uh, obviously acute inflammation around a joint is helpful, but chronic inflammation in this way, if we're always stressed or we're chronically inflamed is going to cause a lot of uh, detrimental impacts in the body, okay? Cool. So the next one I want to dive into was that awareness of sleep, right? And I think, like I said before, we're taking into account our nutrition, our exercise, our lifestyle and mindset. But the big part here is our sleep. And if we haven't got that sleep portion sorted first, it affects all these other three, right? And that's something that uh, shows how much of a real linchpin this is for most people, right? They might be nailing their nutrition, they're being mindful of their day-to-day -day interactions, but if their sleep's still crap, they're going to be moody, they're not going to use food as well, they're not going to recover, right? It's going to really inhibit a lot of those other factors. So being aware of how much the health of our body, the awareness of how we fuel our body is going to directly impact our sleep, but if we don't nail that first portion, it's going to really inhibit the rest as well. And what I really like about this one, guys, is that you can't sleep harder, right? You can't just work harder, right? The the whole awareness of you can't outwork a bad diet, that comes in pretty pretty close. But the second part here, or the, the main reason here with your sleep is you can't sleep harder. You actually have to give yourself time to create that structure, to create some time to wind down, right? Your screen time. If this is past seven or eight o'clock for you, 
being mindful of that blue light exposure, right? If I'm having all these natural lights, like outside is dark for me now. If I was just going in with those natural lights, I would have had that natural decline in the blue lights uh, throughout the day and my body would be ready for sleep. The problem is we're all bombarded with all these different lights to keep ourselves awake, okay? So being aware of uh, a lot of those signals and responses coming through the body is gonna be one of those biggest things to actually calming that body down, okay? So the first part here, with poor sleep, if we're not taking this into consideration, it's gonna lower that insulin sensitivity. Now this is bad news if we're looking to improve our body composition. If we we really wanna have insulin on our side, and this is something that uh, we've noticed recently in uh, a lot of the blood work we've been doing, is this number of what's actually bad is being pushed out further and further, right? It used to be, uh, if we're looking at HbA1c as one of our clear markers for sort of long-term glucose control, we may be, uh, we were looking at sort of 38, 40. Now we're looking at 55, 56 before they even raise, you know, raise an eyebrow at it actually being a problem. And it's because majority of today's society doesn't see the impact of sugar on their ability to function, right? They're so reliant. Majority of the society is so reliant on carbohydrates as, it, as its, uh, its sole food, uh, fuel source that we're finding ourselves dipped, dipping and diving with energy, we're breaking down a ton of muscle, we've got that brain fog, we're not functioning at a high level, right? So being able to really be mindful, and this ties in a lot to the metabolic flexibility, right? The ability to use carbohydrates and fats as fuel, that's gonna be a whole other conversation, but simply being mindful of this insulin-controlled living, this, this awareness of how much blood sugar is being spiked and how we can start to modulate that a little bit better with our lower glycemic foods, with our whole foods base is gonna make a huge difference, all right? The next one here is it lowers our sex hormones, right? So for males, that's our main one's going to be testosterone. For females, that's going to be progesterone and estrogen. If we don't have good sleep, the ability to regulate hormones, actually keep a high level, uh, is drastically reduced, right? If you're worried about your testosterone really starting to tank or these hormones being overshow and your sleep's not on track, that's going to be one of the first parts we focus on, right? It's not going to be adding things in. And I think there's been a really big trend, a really big push uh, and a lot of marketing effort put behind a lot of testosterone boosters. The trouble is, guys, a lot of the stuff in today's um, uh, in mar today's marketplace have been a um, sort of a uh, sounds like a weird word, but so, sort of sexual arousal uh, supplement, right? They're going to help with kind of being in the mood, <laughs> but there tends to be more of a correlation with high testosterone rather than actually be a testosterone booster, right? The the uh, research. Uh, has been very, very vague with how much it can actually increase testosterone at all. Your biggest base at being able to improve your testosterone is gonna be your sleep. It's gonna be that, that base of nutrition, specifically your uh, ability to control inflammation and your, your fats in general, right? And then the next one's gonna be some level of weight training, right? So those are really your three top ones to make sure we get an awareness outside of stress, which is gonna be another uh, big suppressant of testosterone. You wanna make sure that your sleep is taken into account, all right? Next one here is going to be that cell repair. Okay, if you want to get if you want to get uh, old really quickly, then don't sleep a lot, right? The people that are, are still pushing the you know uh, sleep when I'm dead, push really hard, only need six hours. There's a reason they look 20 older, 20 years older than they are. Okay, take that time to really be aware of being able to get that deep restorative sleep is going to make a big difference, not to the, just those deeper cellular functions, but also externally from that skin and from uh, how that body ages. Okay. And then the last one, obviously everyone knows this, if they've had a low sleep, uh, their mood and their patience is massively inhibited, right? So if you want to have a high mood, you want to have a high level of uh, sharpness, fulfillment, patience with other people, all of that comes back to your sleep, all right? So we want to really take that into account. 
And the last one I want to dive into, so we got its first two, right? So first one was our autonomic nervous system getting awareness of that stress response. Second one we're diving into was the uh, the sleep and making sure that that's on our side. And then the last one, as I mentioned, was trying to really get an awareness of how much that gut is going to play a role in uh, whether your body actually uses that food as fuel or whether it stores it as fat, right? There's going to be a huge difference in that health and, and function of the body rather than simply the, uh, the direct calorie, calorie amount that we eat, all right? So the first part here that we want to get an awareness of is if our gut is uh, not functioning as it sh should, right? There's a level of leaky gut or there's some sort of uh, uh, dysbiosis going on. It's gonna affect every single organ in the body, right? Uh, our thyroid, our brain, our liver, our large intestine, our kidneys, our heart are kind of those main ones that really get pushed. Uh, the first three are the ones that we tend to see a lot. So thyroid functions really pushed out, okay? If we see um, TSH and obviously how that affects T4 and sort of down the line conversion binding, uh, it makes a big difference. And if, if those markers are way out of range, that's only going to elevate your fatigue, your ability, your inability to drop body fat. All of these other functions come through, okay? So that stress and that function on the rest of the body makes a big, big difference. As you hopefully know by now, by a lot of our past trainings, there's a direct connection between the brain and the gut, right? That vagus nerve is going to give that direct signaling between the two. If we are feeling low, we're feeling down, we're feeling foggy, it's a direct connection between the two, right? 90% of our serotonin is made in our gut. If we're feeling down and low, we need to start looking at the foods we're eating rather than just throwing in an antidepressant, right? We need to make sure there's a base and awareness of our sugar intake. We need to make sure there's an awareness of that balance of bacteria in our gut, okay? And then the last one I'll touch on is that liver function. Now, that's one's really, really big we see with our clients, especially with our males over 40, uh, if you find your body is really fine, uh, you're, you're seeing your body really stubborn to dropping body fat, that high toxic load in the body is going to be one of those key anchors that we look at. Okay. So looking at the gut and how, if there is some level of leaky gut through, that's just allowing more and more toxins through that bloodstream. It's making it harder and harder for that liver to actually function the way it should. It's going to affect your estrogen. It's going to affect your, uh, your fat storage. And it's going to affect so many other functions in the body, right? So realizing that if you don't start with that gut and that awareness of really rebuilding that base, every other organ, every other function in the body is going to be stressed out. And like we said in the first one, is simply that awareness of, uh, you know, all disease starts in the gut. If that base is not there, the systemic effects on the rest of the body is pretty huge, okay? So as a, as a summary on this one, guys, I know I'm going through this one quick, but I just want to make sure we actually cover a, a couple of uh, points here. First one is going to be simply that awareness of stress, right? When we're looking at the autonomic nervous system, we're looking at this awareness of what we need to take into account. doesn't matter how well you eat, how often you train. If you're not taking into consideration that stress base, which actually does include uh, training, is trying to make sure that looking at simply taking five breaths before your meal, right? Simply looking at what is that breathing rate when I'm going through my workday, right? If you take that into consideration, you've just drastically shifted your ability to digest food, to recover, increase your immune system, right? It's going to make a big, big difference. And the best part, guys, it's with you everywhere, right? It's no pill. It's no shake. It's no anything you've got to add in. It's simply a base and a simple reminder to come back to you pausing and you checking in, all right? Next one's going to be rethinking how you... Uh, go through those last two hours of the day, right? Like I said, you can't sleep harder. You have to simply restructure your day in a way that you're actually taking time to slow down. If you're not, 
And this is something that's really the great equalizer with a lot of people is people seem they're so busy, right? They can't uh, slow down at the end of the day and they've got too much on with work, right? If you don't take that time and really value yourself and your ability to recharge as much as you do perform, you're going to know that performance directly suffers, right? Our ability to recover directly impacts our ability to perform, all right? The next one here is that listening to the signals our body is telling us, all right? If we're seeing that bloating, that tiredness, that gassiness coming through after a meal, that's a direct inflammatory response to some of these foods. Your body didn't like it, right? doesn't mean you need to add in more digestive enzymes or you need to take a new supplement. You need to listen to what you've just taken and be mindful of making the changes to your nutrition to know we have a healthy base. Because as I said, if you're not taking into consideration that gut, then it's going to be having that systemic onflow effect to all these other organs in the body. All right. So find that root cause before adding in more stuff. All right. And that last one I want to touch on is obviously diving into that approach. There's obviously a lot here. This is really the cornerstone of our R4 approach, right? That reset is that awareness of that stress. It's finding those linchpins, finding those first points of contact so we can really start to build an awareness of where you should start, right? There's 20, 30 things we could be focusing on. But if you don't take into consideration your stress base, nothing else is going to make sense. All right. The next one is going to be that repair. It's going to be diving in and really getting a base of what those those health anchors are. All right. One of them for most people is going to be that stress. It's going to be that that sleep. It's going to be looking at all these elements of how do we really rebuild that base and get an awareness of what uh, organs or functions have really been stressed out, like liver and thyroid are really big ones for us. Right. Looking out of the hill and really building that base. Once we've got that, we look into that recalibrate. We want to make sure that we're actually looking at that whole quality versus quantity. And again. It comes back to stress. Most people are trying to outwork a bad diet or they're not building a base of movement to really get that flow on effect from their nutrition and training. All right. So if we build that in and really get an idea of actually knowing we're getting the right stuff into our training or our movement, it makes a big, big change. All right. And the last one there is obviously that reinforce and trying to make sure that long term, hopefully what you're seeing today, guys, is, is no longer getting your calculator out and pushing you like an engine. It's trying to make sure that you're, you're listening to your body. You're understanding those flows and adjustments, right? Whether it's um, for females through different phases in the cycle, for males, if it's through different sizes, uh, through different phases with, or, or, or females. Uh, with work projects or things that are coming through that are affecting that stress. We're not just coming in with, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to push my body harder because a lot of time we're seeing that really break down the body and not allow things to function the way it should, right? So the big goal there is knowing when should I train? When should I step back? And really knowing that base and that foundation of your blueprint to know you can move forward, okay? So if you want to dive a little bit deeper into that, guys, uh, hopefully you've got a ton out to today to simply look at food a bit differently and keep improving, as we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, that relationship with food and being able to really build out that as a next step. Uh, Ross will be hanging out in that um, in the Facebook group. He can he can add a couple of comments below, and I'd be more than happy to send you all a copy of the uh, gut um, uh, the gut cheat sheet that we've sent out over the last couple of weeks as well. So if you want a copy of that, uh, Ross can send that through to you, uh, which will break down a lot of what we went through today even further. So if you want a copy, simply write uh, that gut cheat sheet below and Ross will send it through for you later. Okay. Cool. I don't think there was any questions, guys. I hope you got a ton out of that. Uh, and yeah, like I said, if you want to get that gut cheat sheet, just let me know. Uh, hope that was helpful and we'll talk again soon. This episode was brought to you by The Meta Project, the industry leaders in smarter health and performance. Thanks for tuning in. I don't take your attention lightly. If you love this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could just share with one friend who you feel would benefit. If you want to check out more from us, then just search Hollywood on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. We'll see you next time. Stay sharp.